0: Welcome to a magically delicious episode of We (laughs) Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I am a Tiny Habits certified coach. I've lost over 100 pounds. And with me today is...
1: Donald Weigel. And uh, I have lost about 100 pounds and uh, kept it off for about five years, or most of it at least. And uh, I am here to talk about it and... uh, this episode I believe will be magically delicious it'll be full of uh, orange clovers and blue, blue dime. stars and <laughs> blue diamond no anyway I don't know what all of the marshmallow colors are me are clearly clovers are not orange which is what I just said
0: I don't know I don't eat that cereal yeah I don't eat it
1: no. Uh, it, I I really don't eat cereal. Like I'm not a cereal guy.
0: Well, I'm here for the prize. Yeah, the oh my goodness. I'm all about the prize. Box of everything. Yeah, I've, is,
1: I've got my eyes on that prize. That is for sure. Oh my
0: gosh, we literally have a box of lucky charms in like on top of our fridge yeah. that our daughter like occasionally she'll have like one marshmallow from it and be like, oh, "I'm so full." Yeah, exactly. But, it's it's
1: really frustrating.
0: <laughs> but what is more frustrating is that at the bottom of the box is a prize. And she maybe had the box for a month and a half and still hadn't finished the box.
1: I wanted that prize so badly. Oh, my gosh. Like, so badly it, out of there. And like, she's I'm like, a 53-year-old I'd, man, and I was dying to get that prize out of there. And she was just displaying patience beyond. Like, I think at a certain point, she just started, like... She didn't want to get to the bottom of the box just to spite us because yeah. we were like so hassling her about getting that prize no, out of No, all
0: there. I did as a child was just work my hand into the box and kind of move the, the cereal aside until I got to the prize. Yeah. And she was like, well, I haven't gotten to the bottom of the box yet. So, I mean, it's not mine to have.
1: My sisters and I, and it was probably mostly me, I can't remember how old we were, we got into huge trouble once because my parents were gone and or they were asleep or something on a Saturday morning and we took all of the boxes of cereal <laughs> that we had in the house and emptied them into a big container to get the toy what? prizes out. Yeah. Oh I remember gosh. them being involved, but I was the oldest, so it was probably mostly my idea. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh, I could see that.
1: And I just remember it, my parents were really mad. And then for the next, I don't know, month or something, we we just like, it was just like a cereal mixture because we weren't going to, you know, it wasn't getting thrown away. We like were, that was what we were going to eat. Rice Krispies with we Raisin did,
0: Bran. Yeah, it was all and,
1: mixed together. Yeah. But
0: with three kids in the house, how did you decide who got the prize?
1: I don't remember. I mean, I don't know. I was the oldest. So it was probably me. I probably just took it. it was the real prize the mean. friendships
0: you made along the way? <laughs> that, that was the real prize,
1: exactly. <laughs> the real prize was the the dessert-level cereal that we were eating. Now, my, my parents didn't buy a lot of the the, the really good cereals.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> well was, they're great people. It great was people.
1: mostly Cheerios and things like that. See,
0: well, anyway, okay. So uh, we're talking about cereal here, but really, we're talking about magic and the existence of it, magically in our brains. Uh, I feel like in general, I'm, I'm a complicated person. Yeah, but I believe in science. Yeah like, can, I, we,
1: can we just go back and, and focus on the fact that you've admitted on on a recording you're a complicated person because I would <laughs> like the world to realize.
0: <laughs> I, there are many sides to me, but all sides include believing. That science is a thing.
1: Yeah, no, and I I think I'm I'm a very science. Well, I shouldn't say I think I'm a very science based person in general. Like, right, we're there, analytical. There are, there are some exceptions, but I tend to believe what experts in their fields say about things.
0: Right, and you are you're a researcher. You're a questioner. Yeah. You like details and proof.
1: Yeah, and when somebody tells me something that that is sounds fishy, I like to vet whatever that is.
0: Yeah, and know. I I would say uh, I. Take I I take sometimes your uh, your questioning. And I just use that as like, well, if Donald vetted it, then it's probably fine because he yeah. he goes a little overboard.
1: I do. A little overboard is, is yeah. putting it mildly. Yeah. With with digging, you know, there is. I do though with sports though. I do engage in some sports superstitions, which I feel a little weird about. But I don't. I don't think I actually believe. It's just fun. It's just fun. But I still like. Oh well. I I have to put my Steelers terrible towels on the couch yeah. in a certain way, or else they'll definitely lose. Like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. No. You're you're. Imbued with some magical powers <laughs> when it comes yeah, to they,
1: it, really doesn't make a difference. But in my mind, it's fun to but do.
0: It makes us feel good, right? Yes, you it does. feel good, feeling like you're supporting the team. Yeah. Well, I, uh, as a woman of science,
1: yes, a woman of science,
0: I will tell you right now that there is no greater science than the science of the fortune cookie. <laughs> If, oh, yeah. If I have, like, I'm just saying that, like, okay, l- yeah, science, fine, the, the Earth isn't flat, stuff like that. But, like, when it gets to the fortune cookie and I crack it open, which is basically the only reason, to- you got to get the Chinese food or you're not going to get the fortune cookie. You gotta, yeah. I got to figure out what my fortune is. Yeah, I
1: actually enjoy eating fortune cookies. I know a lot of people don't, but... I th- I find them tasty.
0: You just swallow it with the fortune inside, so that the fortune grows. Yes, in your-
1: yeah. You can. Everyone knows a fortune doesn't come true if you don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, well, I'm glad you don't do that with terrible towels, but with a the, with the fortune cookie,
1: <laughs> who says I don't?
0: It's like you read it. We I were actually watching a show the other day that had a fortune cookie, and yeah. the quote was like mind blowing. Oh, it was actually it was really
1: good. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something about like uh, you. Uh, there is no fate. Um you, you become you become what, what you, you do. do. Whoa. Yeah. Or you're like, you're in control of your own fate. You yeah. become what you do. Yeah. Dang.
0: But yeah, that was like stuff. that felt like it was a personal attack. Yeah, like I was sure. the only one viewing it. And that kind of magic is something that we do with food all the time. We decide yeah. our fates based on the the winds based on stoplights based on chance and chances are if we leave things to chance we're going to gain weight which is scientifically what I did for 40 years. Yeah,
1: it, it sure is. And uh, I did it for more like 45 because yeah. I'm older than Congrat-
0: you. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have some things that I sort of magically used to think. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually, this literally happened once. Someone gave me two pounds of C's chocolate for Christmas. Yeah. And I thought, well, the most... I'll gain if I eat this is Just, two, two pounds, pounds. Yeah. and guess what? I gained 10 cause I ate it all in a day and a half and yeah. then didn't stop for a year. But, uh, but here's some, <laughs> here's some magical thoughts that might not serve you yeah. in this. So, um, this doesn't count. If I eat with my eyes closed.
1: Oh, yeah. It doesn't
0: count. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, also, this is something that came up recently in Molt Place. Uh, someone's husband didn't know that oil had calories. Oh. And I said, which is a fact, everyone knows this, food that you can see through doesn't have calories. <laughs>
1: right. Whether
0: it is Swiss cheese or a donut, if you can see through it, it does not have calories. Yeah,
1: so I used to poke holes in all, <laughs> in of all my your food so I could see through it.
0: Okay, so um, if it doesn't taste as good as I thought it would, the calories don't count. Right. Because I need to eat the satisfying thing. If, if I don't like it, it shouldn't count for me.
1: Yeah, and I used to do things like, I really deserve this, so it's it doesn't count against my calories. Right. Like, I've had such – I'm so upset about something that I, I deserve this, so I'm not going to track it in my tracker. And because I'm not tracking it in my tracker, then the calories don't count.
0: Right. So we h- spent decades – again, uh, just sort of from from your mood rings – to the horoscopes, <laughs> yes. to those, do you remember those like fish, those little like, they were like plastic fish that you put in your palm and depending on how oh, it yeah. curled, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it told your fate and oh, like if yeah. it curls one I way. I forgot about those until this moment, um, but
1: those were so fun when I was a kid.
0: But we call upon those dark forces right. in deciding our food choices and we do it almost to the point of not even realizing it's happening. And I did that for so long. So for this episode, we are going to talk about the way we invoke the dark magics uh, to decide our fates with food and how damaging that is. And as we're going through these, really think about all the stories that you tell yourself and all the exceptions that you make based on the fates
1: yeah absolutely and you know it's like i used to um hopefully i'm not stepping on something you were going to say but you know it's like i used to like let my food choices be guided by a magic eight ball like
0: (laughs) oh yeah i I forgot the magic eight ball yeah
1: the magic eight ball like you know you 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 know you shake it up actually i think you're not actually supposed to shake it up according to the directions yeah you're just supposed to like turn it over because shaking it creates bubbles and stuff i don't know i read instructions as we've as we've established i know um so you know but i would be like in magic eight ball should i eat all the cheese and i would turn it over like hoping it would say yes donald eat all the cheese and are all signs point to yes yeah Instead, it would say, if you love cheese, responsibly work it into your diet and exercise (laughs) plan in (laughs) a a responsible way that, that fits into your calorie goal, and I would kick it out the window and and just eat all the cheese. I'm definitely
0: the kind of person who will flip the coin and be like, well, best two out of three. Like what's it gonna tell me this time? Yeah. Uh, But I do that with food so often, or at least I used to do that, of making bargains with myself, whether it is on the food with food or on the scale, to determine my next choice. And that got me a hundred and some pounds up the scale. So, we are going to go through not as the we only look thin players, but just as normal people this episode of, uh, of things you might have done or things that we have done that produced negative outcomes. Yeah.
1: Like, I would say to myself, if I make this traffic light, like if I get through, then I won't stop for fast food. And then, you know, maybe I'd. Slow down a bit, hoping it might change to red.
0: (laughs) Well, I definitely did the thing of if there's no line at the drive-thru. Oh, yeah. Then I'll stop. Because like, oh, it's it's a waste of time. But I'll see it as
1: a sign that I should stop and get it if there's no line at the drive-thru. Exactly. Exactly. Or um like if if I'm if I just happen to pass I would name a fast food place in my head. If I just happen to pass this fast food place, then I'll go in and get something. But if I don't, then I'll just go home and eat a responsible meal.
0: Well, and also in the category of I don't want to be rude, I don't want to insult anyone. If they offer me a supersize, I will take it. There was a donut shop where I would get a croissant each morning. And if they offered me a half a dozen donut holes for free, which they did
1: all the time,
0: <laughs> it would be rude not to take it. Why did they do that?
1: I wonder how they stayed in business. Because I
0: think they saw that I was an easy mark for coming every single day. Oh, and not, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that's why. Yeah, frequency, they
1: were, yeah, I get that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if it's on sale i'll buy it like i can't afford to not buy this if it's if it's on sale
1: well and i used to do the thing on and especially when i was much younger and had no money of well this is free food you know we would get we would get free lunches at work a lot i don't know how many other other workplaces are like that but you know well the office is ordering free food i have to get whatever it is now I I was ignoring the part of I could have ordered the healthy option off of whatever the menu was, or I could have chosen to not, you know, stuff my face with everything, but it was free food, so I had to eat it. And I might as well just, you know, you only live once, I'll eat as much as possible right now.
0: Well, and two, the thing of, like... I'm driving home hangry, I'm going to the grocery store hangry, I'm going out to run errands, and I forgot to eat something, and I'm shocked that I'm starving, and what am I going to do? I guess I just need to stop and get fast food, or whatever is at the the counter like I would go to the grocery store and be like, well, you know, a Snickers bar would really be a pick-me-up right now and I'll get the king size cuz that's only 10 cents more than the regular size.
1: Well, and in hindsight, I I would intentionally oh, do yeah. that to myself. You know, I would I would be like, well, I'm just going to go run a few errands, you know, I'll be fine. I'm not going to eat anything before I go and then, oh my goodness, I'm starving. I can't possibly go on. I'm going to eat. I mean, I'm just saying what you just said, but I'm going to eat, you know, all of the fast food because I have no choice in the matter. Ah, reeling into madness. And I would do that thing where I would get invited someplace and I'd be like, oh, I'll just... I, I won't eat anything healthy before I go or I won't eat anything that's like part of my plan I'll just yeah. eat whatever they have there but I promise I'll be responsible like yeah. I'll i I'll definitely oh, yeah. future me will make the best choices uh, even when I'm super hungry and all of that food's right in front of me
0: well and also the host of the party told me not to bring anything oh, right. I don't want to be rude <laughs> Right. so I'll yeah. just you know like whatever like I know I could make something beforehand but you know that would be rude so I'm not going to do it
1: you know and, and my work uh, I'm mentioned the free food in the office, they also have catering and craft service on set, and rather than, than planning ahead, I would just say to myself, well, they'll probably have something that's that's healthier within my plan. Like so I'll I'll be alright. I'll just eat whatever, you know, catering or craft service has and, and be fine. And then all it would be is, you know, chips and and you know in air quotes, you know, granola bars that are really candy bars and, yeah. and and things like that.
0: Well, and there's also that thing of, oh, I'm only going to be out for an hour, so I'll, I should be fine. But then something happens, you get delayed, you forgot you needed to do something else, and then you're stuck without food because you didn't have anything to fall back on.
1: Yeah, and then that, that big piece of magical thinking that I engaged in over and over again for many years of of I can't let them throw this away or it'll be wasteful like the office overordered um all of this food buffet style and if somebody doesn't eat it they're gonna have to throw it away so Uh, i can't i I better have three or four or five helpings of it you know making myself unhealthy and certainly less healthy as as opposed to and i didn't solve the hunger problem by doing it i just thought i was helping by not letting it get thrown away
0: yeah, that sort of leaving everything to chance. Again, the chances are we are going to overindulge and then blame the world circumstances for our ills. And I think the biggest part, I know we just talked about food quite uh, quite a bit, but I think the biggest place that I play sort of the Magic 8-Ball game is on the scale. Oh, yeah. Determining our fate and our future based on what the scale tells us. It's
1: almost like a roulette wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, its
0: no. I've got an answer for for everything everything yeah. is assigned from somewhere and using the scale as punishment or proof is so dangerous and so many of us do it whether it's the if the scale is down then i should celebrate with food yeah. like oh obviously i can just do whatever <laughs> yeah, you i want can now twist
1: it any way you want
0: or i am up on the scale which is uh, it's proof again? Proof, proof that, that I'm.
1: I just I'll never do it. I can't learn. There's something wrong with me. So what should I do?
0: Right. Or, I should eat about it. Yeah. Everything ends with food. Or the I, you know, I get on the scale and it's exactly what it was the last time. Which that means what I'm doing isn't working. And obviously, weight loss isn't for me. Yeah. Like. But we, whatever it says, we see it as a sign, and we do it based on what our like hidden personal agenda is. Whether it's fast food or going out to run errands when you're hungry or not having anything in the fridge or coming back from a holiday to an empty refrigerator, we see it as the fates telling us something about what we should do. And leaving everything to chance is what we did for decades, and it wasn't until we started taking responsibility for our choices that change permanent change actually started happening
1: yeah and and me because i'm me uh we talked about me having to research things i actually went to an internet dictionary which you know is reliable uh for a definition of leaving things to chance and i i think it's phrased very well Leaving things to chance is defined by the Internet Dictionary as to resign oneself to something's outcome being determined by forces outside of one's control. And I really, I really like that because. I spent so many years, I mean literally decades, telling myself that there were all of these forces beyond my control that were stopping me from from doing it when really I just needed to take responsibility and and do the work and and do the habits and figure out, you know, put the systems in place that would allow me to stay within a calorie goal and actually lose the weight. And and so leaving things to chance is a way of negotiating with yourself so you don't have to take Responsibility for your actions.
0: Well, and th- I mean, you know, it goes back to the dog ate my homework sort of the more we tell ourselves we don't have control, the more we convince ourselves that everything is outside of our control, the more of a victim we're going to be in our entire lives. And whether that's, well, officer, I didn't see the no turn on red sign, like, Okay. Oh, you didn't? Okay, well, then you shouldn't get a ticket. That's fine. But for me, the more agency that I've taken and the more responsibility I've taken for myself, the more empowered I feel. And so I know uh, we might have hit some hot button issues uh, going through all of the, uh, the obviously, the fast food uh, checkout lines or whatever that we've just talked about. But now we're going to focus on what we can do to actually set ourselves up for success.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, all of this sort of leads to your allowing yourself to be constantly surprised. Yeah. And constantly, you know, we, we <laughs> did an episode, uh, Called 365 surprises, where like every day offers you a new chance to be surprised. Ah! <laughs> ah, like I can't, you know. I I was going to get on my plan, but now the Super Bowl is the next I day. Forgot. We just did the Super Bowl episode, and oh my goodness, my boss ordered uh, tacos uh, for the office. I can't possibly like I was I was gonna avoid tacos specifically, but it's my th- boss ordered them. I can't do anything about it, and. So you end up making the same choices over and over again, and nothing changes. And, you know, Catherine said before we started recording, I'm stealing her quote, you know, you might think to yourself that other people are more talented than you are, but but they are probably just planning more effectively than you are.
0: Yeah, it's not about grit. It's not about willpower. It's that executive function part of our brain that plans for the future. And it is a muscle. If you are not used to flexing it, it takes some time. But we are going to review a few ways that you can actually set yourself up for success instead of being a victim.
1: Yeah. So number one for me is Have a plan. What? (laughs) Actually, think ahead. Like, you know that you're going to have to go to work and you're going to be faced with food choices. So have a plan ahead of time. For example, people think I'm crazy because they have this, in air quotes, free food at work that I paid for and paid for and paid for over and over again by by going up and up and up on the scale. But I bring my own food to work. I I have a policy. I don't eat from catering. I don't eat from craft service. I don't get the food that the office is ordering if I'm there. Um, I bring my own lunch, snacks, and dinner and I, I am ready. And then I have, I, I have a lucky meal. I used to call it an emergency meal, but uh, in a mindset shift, I change it to lucky meal. Um, I have something on hand in the freezer in case I get stuck there unexpectedly late or, or something so that I know I've got something else on hand that's, you know, 250, 350, 400 calories that I know is within my plan that I have that I can easily make. And. You know, if you're somebody who who is going to be going out to eat, like your coworkers go out, like steer them in the direction of a restaurant that has something that that is on your plan that you can have or just eat something really small and then eat your own food uh, or just go and have a beverage really and just be there for I know that that can be socially awkward but you know have some sort of plan ahead scout that menu ahead of time so that you're not there and you're like oh there's nothing I can eat except the the bloom and onion you know that's my only choice you know the the 1200 calorie bloom and onion like actually plan ahead
0: and speaking of plans, we know that we are going to run errands. We know we are going to be in the car and having some go-to options there, whether it's keeping a single pack of nuts in your glove box, not a whole, you know, 20 that you would eat all at once, but having something to tide you over matters, having a go-to snack that you take with you in the car when you know you're going to run errands, or even having a go-to snack that you get where you're going. Like if I go to Costco, I might get a large Diet Pepsi. I wouldn't uh, drink Diet Pepsi. Uh,
1: but if I were... <laughs> <laughs> Diet Pepsi, clearly not a sponsor.
0: No, but like our daughter uh for convenience on Wednesdays, we have an appointment after school that gets us home late. So I buy her a a taco meal at a, a local drive through place. But my policy or my plan is I will get a medium diet Coke to enjoy. So I'm still participating in the drive through, but I have right. my plan is I do not or my, my policy is I don't have random fast food on a weekday. I save it for a specific day of the week or a specific event, but I do get the diet Coke and I know that it will tide me over until we get home. I also plan in advance by having a large lunch on the days that I know I'm going to be out all afternoon so that I'm not hungry on the drive. As Donald said, too, having those lucky meals as backup, whether you have a frozen meal or two at work, uh, something shelf stable that can tide you over when you're in a crunch really does matter because I would get to the point where I would go to work. I would be shockingly starving at three o'clock in the afternoon. I would promise myself I wouldn't eat, but then I was starving what i was supposed to do so i would get a big bag of chex mix that was free and a Coke. <laughs> yeah and 400 calories later in this like salty sugary whatever and then i would go home and And eat you more. don't even really
1: like chex mix that much. I don't much. really like
0: <laughs> chex mix that much. But what are you going to do? I didn't yeah, have that, any that's choice. What's there. It was yeah. free. It was so
1: surprising. And and i think that you know you've mentioned policies a few times i i think you know my next point would be to have a policy yeah. and i don't i don't like to call them rules but essentially they're rules um i you know guidelines because, yeah guidelines they're because people think rules are you know keeping them down and look i think it too which is sort of why i call it a policy And also, you know, there's you always find those people that are like rules are meant to be broken, man. Um, So have a policy in place. We did uh, an episode not that long ago called Only Burgers in the Building that was all about policies. But for a few examples would be I don't have unplanned treats like no matter whose birthday it is. It doesn't matter at the office like. It's your boss. It's your best friend. Like you don't have an unplanned treat, and so you just you know you you don't eat the cake. You pretend that it's there, um, or you pretend to eat it. You take a slice, but you don't actually eat it. Like whatever you got to do to to get through it. Or like I only drink on Friday night. Like that's the only time, and I have one drink when I'm when I do it. So if somebody invites me out to drink on a Wednesday or Thursday, I don't do it.
0: Well, and two, policies don't have to be about abstaining either. You can say, I have a policy of if I do go to a drive through I only get the Happy Meal. If there is a birthday at work, I only enjoy the cake once a month. Yeah. Like on the last week of the month, if there's – I mean, I know in those big offices – There might be a birthday, like, every two days. Right. (laughs) There was a
1: great Seinfeld episode about how, like, every day there was a new birthday. Get well, get well. We want you to get well. And Elaine was, like, like addicted to the sugar rush of the cake (laughs) and, like, couldn't get through an afternoon without eating more cake. It was pretty good stuff. I felt, felt that way for many, many years that I couldn't get through an afternoon without eating cake.
0: Right. Or... If you do have the, a, a small slice of cake, then you will abstain from a dessert later on in the day, which is – that one's hard for me. I'd rather just not have the cake than negotiate with it. Yeah. Um, and another one is if you're going to go out, get the appetizer but not a dessert. Get the salad but not the breadsticks. Make some choices about what what policy you're going in with because if you're negotiating re- with yourself in the moment – you're very likely to overindulge. But if you have a plan in advance, I only get an appetizer, I only get a salad when I go out, then you're not negotiating with yourself in the moment.
1: Yeah, and, and an actual policy that I have in my life is I only buy and bring home items, treats that are in portion sizes that are within my plan. You know, I have a, a you know, it's it's a mental game for sure, but I have a tendency of, if I have a like something in a package, that's the serving yeah. size. So if it's a full-sized candy bar or it's a, you know, a Costco uh, warehouse sized bag of chips, oh my gosh. that's the serving size. <laughs> like I eat that I'll eat that whole thing. So I like to have candy bars in my life. I like to have uh, chips in my life, but I buy the little tiny candy bars. And the fun size, because they're so fun. They're so fun. And the little tiny single-serve chips, like that is my policy. I don't bring home the big bags because I could, in theory, like dole out a smaller portion of those. But I know myself well enough to know that once that package is open, I'm going to eat whatever's there.
0: Well, and two, setting yourself up for success with. Avoiding the indulgences might mean because if you know, I mean, you live in the same place, I'm assuming that you did yesterday. If you know, <laughs> unless
1: you just moved and if, you're listening, to if this you next know day. where the
0: KFC is, perhaps not driving by the KFC,
1: yeah, out of
0: sight, out of mind. I specifically take a different route home from Target that doesn't go by the KFC so that I don't do that. Well, there's no line, that's magical, that's that is right. obviously a sign for me. We also have policies about only getting a, a you know, a Starbucks drink with our daughter on Fridays. And it is always a tall. It's never larger. If we get a tall, we don't get a sweet. Like we make choices about that so that we're not negotiating with ourselves. And I know a long time ago, I can't remember if it was on a Walt Zoom, at Walt Place, we only looked in Place Zoom, or if it was on the podcast, but there was something about we make 35,000 decisions a day, whether it's Oh, you wow. know, what shoes to put on, what, you know, whether we're actively thinking about it or not, we're making all these choices. And the more tired we are, the more exhausted we are, Oh yeah, the less likely we are to make decisions in our own favor. So having those policies in place takes away the negotiation.
1: Yeah, I almost like to think of it as being sober, you know, even though it has nothing to do with alcohol. But when I am tired, when I am, you know, it's the end of the day when I've been, you know, had bad things happen to me during the day or just upsetting things happen to me during the day, I make really poor decisions. So, making my policies and making my choices while I'm still, you know, wide awake and in my right mind, so to speak, and, and, you know, not, not tired drunk that. I, I make much better decisions than I do when I, I let myself just fly by the seat of my pants yeah. late in the day.
0: Well, and don't get us wrong, we don't have giant spreadsheets with this like never-ending collage right. of decision making, you know, policies. But in general, I save sweets for the end of the day. I know that carbs don't serve me in the morning. Right. I know daytime sugar leads to all day cravings. I know generally What is, you know, what prompts my negative behaviors? So I avoid them. I don't negotiate with snacks. I don't negotiate with fast
1: food during the week. You don't leave it up to luck or chance is really the bottom line.
0: Right. And, And finally, I know initially we had talked about the scale. When we decide our mood- on the scale when we say if it's up i'll do this if it's down i'll do this if it's down then i get to go out tonight with my friends if it's up i'm gonna stay home all weekend when we make it a penalty or you know, we, we use the scale to decide our habits, we're setting ourselves up for failure. There were times in the past where I would be doing some sort of diet and I wouldn't wanna go visit friends because I didn't want to disrupt the pattern on the scale. And now knowing, again, that this is a continuum where, you know what? I weigh myself on Fridays, no matter what. That was someone in, uh, in what place um, had made that policy and it's helped me have that policy. Yeah. I weigh myself on Fridays, no matter what. But I have the
1: same policy except for me it's Saturday. So whoa, it's wildly different.
0: Whoa. So having basic policies around the scale, I am going to stick to my calorie targets. I am going to eat decide to eat more on the weekends and less on the weekdays. Having those simple frameworks in place makes it so that we're not negotiating with ourselves. When we stop waiting for signs from the universe or divine intervention, <laughs> or you know, well, if the light is red, then I do this if it's green, I do that, heads or tails, when we move away from that magical thinking and just simplify our lives with some basic policies and plans, it frees us to actually live in ways that are sustainable instead of reactive. And taking responsibility for our choices is maybe the biggest change we can make on this health journey. Absolutely. Instead of being victims of chance, taking responsibility gives us agency, and it gives us the opportunity to learn and to adjust in ways that, sure, there are going to be setbacks, right? We talked about setbacks last week. We sure did. But it keeps us moving forward. And if we can do it, if we can change our mindsets in our 40s. Yeah. Uh,
1: Super old. or Yeah, or 50s. <laughs> I know. Now Ooh. I'm in my 50s.
0: If we can do it, you can do it too. At first, it's going to feel strange. It's not going to feel normal. But the more you practice it, the more things you put in place, and the more you notice the times when you're invoking that magical behavior. Uh, I know you don't literally have to have a magic eight ball, but there (laughs) there are also apps for that, which we don't need. Don't flip a coin on your health. Take responsibility. Yeah, the magic
1: eight ball doesn't know whether you should eat that cheese or not.
0: I actually used a magic eight ball, an electronic one to say if I should eat off our daughter's plate and she yelled, no, <laughs>
1: so
0: I don't need a magic eight ball, uh, but don't leave your health to chance. Take responsibility for your actions and I promise there will be long-term payoff.
1: Absolutely. And there is also a long-term payoff to continuing to listen to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. We are extremely grateful. I Like truly. Yeah. I, I know I say that. Every episode, but it it really is meaningful to me that people we don't know out there all over the world, like literally all over the world, are listening to this podcast. And it is so gratifying uh, to know that we're uh, making a difference and helping people. Uh, So thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available uh, on all of the major podcast platforms and also uh, on our website. At any time at weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group and find out more about Wolt Place. We only look thin place. Yeah. Is a Facebook based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan. We have people doing lots of different plans in the group, but it is a place for support, for insights, and for sharing honestly about successes and setbacks as well. We have two subscription options a monthly option with a three day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you.
1: Yeah, so do that. And one of the best things about it, and you know, and I think Catherine doesn't like to uh to, toot her own horn, so to speak, is like you get direct access to Catherine and, you know, ask her questions directly. And you know, what's better than that? I mean, I lots of times like I had to marry her to get that sort <laughs> of access, but you can get it just by joining Walt Place. Um, also, you can get access to us uh, on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Thin. And we even have a fancy email address. You can write to us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And you can ask us questions there that we will respond to eventually. Um, you can also send us episode suggestions. Uh, we have turned many listener emails into episodes of the show. Um, and you can also send us compliments which we really enjoy and that's important that <laughs> having us enjoy things
0: it is and going back to uh, to listener questions we actually I, I posted on Instagram recently asking a question about what we what people would like us to cover oh yeah got a, we got lots m- of good
1: answers lots yeah. of
0: good answers so I think we've got uh, half of a year worth of uh, episode ideas so thank you for everyone who does post I don't I don't post on Instagram all that often because I'm busy being an inspiration and will place we only look then Yeah,
1: I don't tweet as much as I would like either, uh, it's but fine. once in a while.
0: Yeah, but thanks for for showing up. And also, if you would like to show up for us uh in a zero-money-cost way, yeah. uh, which is definitely something that people say.
1: Zero-money-cost, for sure.
0: Zero-money-cost. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. It helps us know that we are making a difference in our listeners' lives, and it also helps the algorithms uh, boost us up in ratings and helps other people find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational 8-Bally podcasts like ours.
1: Absolutely, and you want to help our robot overlords and their don't algorithms don't you? Um, Also, uh, if you could just tell somebody, you know, uh, talking to people is a good way to spread the word of the show. And really, it's one of the best ways because, you know, your friends and family value your opinion, uh, you know, at least they should. And uh, if you tell them about a podcast that they might like, they are more likely to go listen to it. Or if you're in an online group, uh, Facebook group or Reddit group, Uh, and, you know, it's appropriate to give us a shout-out. We would be grateful. It really does help the show grow. Yep. And if you are trying to decide if you should allow a fortune cookie to make your health and fitness choices or listen to the advice of Catherine and I, (laughs) just remember that Catherine and I are an An inspiration